0: Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week we'll be talking with real people, with real stories, about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi everyone, this is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. I hope you have listened to our past podcast conversations. And if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcasts, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. Be on the lookout as well for my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, which is being published in September of 2020. Over the last few months, we have had a number of guests on our show, all with varying backgrounds and experiences. And an area that we've begun to explore a little bit deeper are people who are experts in leadership development as well as bravery. Because from my perspective and as a student of bravery. uh, It is clear that it is embedded in many people's leadership styles. And our guest today is no different. Dave McEwen is the founder and CEO of Outfield Leadership. Dave speaks, coaches, and trains on moving individuals and teams from execution to excellence, and is the author of the newly released book, The Self-Evolved Leader. Hello, Dave. Hey, Ed. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? Just wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on. We are thrilled to have you on and, you know, I hope uh, throughout our conversation that we'll be able to kind of explore many of the concepts that you include in your work as well as your book and really connect them to this concept of bravery.
1: Sure. Would love to um, dive right in.
0: Fantastic. Well, tell us a little bit more about your background and your professional experiences and what you do today.
1: Sure, happy to. Um, so as you're probably picking up on my accent, I'm not from California where I currently live. Uh, I'm you're originally, from New York, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, right, from Texas. Um, no, originally from, from Ireland uh, back in the day. And um, I started my career back in the UK many, many moons ago working for Accenture IT consulting company. I'm sure you and your listeners are, are familiar with a big global company. And um, it was during my time there pretty early on that I realized that the leaders, that had the greatest impact on me and my team and our clients weren't necessarily the ones that were functionally great at their job, although some of them were, but actually that they had a a mindset and set of behaviors that were very different. Uh, Essentially, they were being good leaders. And um, pretty early on in my career, it it really twigged something in me to want to uncover what it meant to be uh, an excellent leader and then to help other people develop that mindset and and skill set, and so fast forward uh, twelve years, uh, and I uh, spend my time working with senior leadership teams, essentially helping them set a compelling vision for their organization, um, build a set of of goals to help us get there, and then really uh, build out a series of implementation and accountability plans to help us achieve those goals and vision. Wow,
0: fantastic. So, Dave, do you find today that you work mostly with individuals or is it mostly with teams?
1: Mostly with senior leadership teams. So, I I do a lot of uh, work on helping teams build compelling vision and mission statements, Uh, do a lot of strategic planning uh, and then um, strategic implementation. So, what do we need to focus on on a quarterly and a monthly basis to achieve our annual goals?
0: I love one of the ways that you described your. Experiences with leaders because, in the work that I do, and it sounds uh, not similar, but you know, uh, a corollary to the work that you do is oftentimes leaders are great at what they do, yet it's how they're doing it where they sometimes struggle the most. So, they may be an expert engineer or an expert production coordinator, whatever it might be, but how they interact with others, how they connect with others is where they sometimes struggle. Is that what you find in the work
1: that you do? Very much so. And and to the point where actually, when you think about it, a a leadership, a management and leadership position, um, regardless of what you're good at functionally, is almost an entirely different job description, yet we don't really treat it as such. Uh, and so, you know, at least all sorts of problems, um, which I'm sure you've seen many, many times of, you know, people that are functionally good at their job getting promoted into a managerial or leadership position, and, and unfortunately, um, failing at it. And it's not because they're bad people or because they're not good at their job functionally. It's just it's a completely different set of skills and, and way of looking at the world and one of the things that I encourage um, my clients, and quite frankly, anybody I talk to who's in a leadership position or or thinking about one, is to get to the root of why do you want to do that, um, because it's a calling and it's it's something that you need to build and work towards. Um, merely just getting promoted up the ranks for the sake of it, um, it you know, isn't enough anymore. We've got to really take ownership of why we want to be in a leadership position.
0: Yeah, and uh, another aspect that I have seen in leadership individuals who, you know, kind of are managing through these uh, experiences are the speed in which they elevate through organizations. So often today, leaders are moving from job to job and uh, moving up the ladder quicker than they ever have before. And they really haven't built a good skill set
1: of experience in their prior level. Are you following what I mean? Very much so. And and I think that, um, you, you know, it runs in parallel to just the speed at which the world is moving and, and turning and and our need to fill roles at a, at a higher level. And, you know, funny enough, if you had to ask me when I started my career um, back in Accenture, what I thought of that, I would have told you that it was nonsense and that, you know, anybody can be a good leader and you don't need the years of experience and you don't need, you know, it's that old battle between the older generation saying you've got to pay your pay your dues and the younger generation saying, I can do this better than you um, uh, and, and, and uh, more quickly than you. Um, I, I think that what it comes down to, not necessarily that you have to spend time developing, but it's about um, ensuring that you're starting from the right place, which is getting a really deep understanding of who you are as a leader, why you want to be a leader, what the legacy is that you want to build, um, and realizing and understanding that um good leadership, great leadership isn't a means to an end. We don't do it because we're going to be more profitable or we're going to serve more people or we're going to um, grow our business. Great leadership in and of itself is worthy. And 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 understanding that building that good character just for its its own value is hugely important, I think, to being an effective leader.
0: And tell us, Dave, a little bit about your observations regarding bravery and teams. So if you're looking at a team of senior leaders, there is what they do, right? So you have a marketing person, an HR person, a finance person, et cetera, and then you have how they're working together. And I'm just wondering if you could reflect for a couple of minutes on observations about the existence or absence of bravery.
1: Uh, happy to, and and actually to, to start it off, would, would love to do a, a contrast um, in that. For me, bravery bravery is not heroism. And I think sometimes we conflate those two. Uh, And I think in our workplaces, um, we often... Overemphasize, overreward over-reward um, our leaders who are acting in quote-unquote uh, heroic ways. And, and by that, I mean leaders that are constantly making diving catches, pulling victory from the jaws of defeat, essentially uh, jumping in and um, helping their team in a way that's ultimately in the long run, um, less helpful. Um, That to me is what I think a lot of people think of when we think about bravery. But for me, bravery is it's a much quieter, it's a much um, more vulnerable, it's a much less noticed and less valued way of being with, with, with one another. And in a team setting, it really appears in two clear ways for me. The first way is that um, often, if you think about the dynamics of a team, uh, even those teams that are quote unquote, good at having debates and discussions, usually defer to whoever is the most senior person in the room. So if it's a C-level team, it's the founder or the CEO. If it's a director level team, it's maybe who's, whoever's the most senior person there. And so we'll go through this motion of feigning or faking robust debate the, or discussion. And as soon as the most senior person says, well, I think we should do X, everyone then goes, turns and goes, oh, well, yes, we should definitely do X. And so one of the ways in which I think that, that that individuals can be really brave in a team setting is to, 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 put a halt to that dynamic and to say, well, hold on, we've just had a debate and discussion that actually is a nuanced version of what you've just said, or, or sometimes completely 180 degrees from it. So so let's talk about that more. Let's have an adult-to-adult conversation in the room um, about where we are going to end up and not just move towards deferring to whoever the most senior person is. Um, so I think that's a huge way in which bravery uh, appears in team settings.
0: Well, I love that distinction, which we have not heard yet. That bravery in the workplace is not about heroics, right? And I bet there's a number of listeners out there who think bravery is about heroics, right? And making that dive from the jaws of defeat or whatever, you know, the 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 metaphor was right. But uh, you know, a number of people out there probably think bravery is saving the day, and mm-hmm. I think what we're hearing from you that it's it's not.
1: Yeah, it's it's not. It's actually it's it's. Um... It's calling out for me those subtle ways in which we are with each other that are not helpful. Um, And it's tough and it's hard because you're going against the grain of culturally how we um, work together. Another um, good example, nuanced version of what I just said, which is how often leadership teams come together, have the debate and discussion, um, make the decision, and then when they Go out of the meeting room, there's a whole bunch of lobbying going on that sort of unpicks the decision. So somebody goes to the CEO and says, "Ah, I don't think we should have gone in that direction. And depending on the level of sweat equity they have, you know, we may well be back in a meeting room in a week's time from now um, and unpicking the decision again. And And bravery is not that. Bravery is is essentially having a discussion in the room that says, I'm actually not comfortable about the direction that we're going in. Here's why. And the ability to have those adult to adult conversations to make decisions in the best interest of the organization rather than just protecting my own turf or my own silo or quite often my own ego.
0: And that's one of the reasons that we're doing this podcast is that too often individuals look back with regret and say, I should have said something at the meeting or I thought we were going in the wrong direction. I didn't speak up. And that ability in the moment to raise your hand with your peers staring at you and saying, hey, I think we should pause or, you know, I'm getting triggered by this conversation, whatever it might be. That moment, that second takes a huge amount of bravery.
1: Uh, absolutely and and it's so interesting to think that the reason that we don't do that typically is because we are um we fear negative repercussions repercussions. So uh, mm-hmm. in, either from the fact that it might be career limiting or that we get shut out of the next discussion. And so we politic our way around it. And when you break it down to its bare essentials, actually, that, that just doesn't hold water. What, what you're saying is I operate in an organization that I don't, in which I don't think I can be authentically myself and share specifically how I feel about a situation for fear of repercussion, to which I would say, well, well, that therefore does not sound like the type of organization that you want to spend the majority of your waking day, Monday to Friday in. So either be brave and push the boundary to see if if actually your assumptions are true, which in most cases, or in a lot of cases, they aren't necessarily, or why are you there? Find somewhere else to go where people do accept you and allow you to be authentic and allow you to put your hand up and say, hey, I'm just not comfortable with this.
0: Right. Uh, find organizations that honor your values,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, et cetera. And you know, I love that picture of why are you there? Because the flip side is if you don't speak up, somebody could say, why are you there? Because your role at a board of director meeting or at a senior leadership meeting is to speak up and tell people how you feel or how you're experiencing what's happening. I think most people struggle because they don't know how to start and uh, that comment. And I think they think if they start it, It's not going to end well, and Mm -hmm. so it's easier to avoid it than say something, and Mm -hmm. it diminishes your value because you're not adding depth to the experience that others are having.
1: Very, very much so. And that that fear is is so similar to just the kind of fight or flight response that we have when we're confronted with you know physical danger. And and so we just, te- as humans, just have a tendency to uh, either go in too hard. And there are some leaders who kind of sit on one side of this, which they just blurt out everything that they feel. And it's kind of on the other side of the spectrum. But for most of us, it is just this sense of, I, I don't even know how to begin this. And I don't know what the direction is going to go in and so it was just easier for me to kind of keep quiet keep my mouth shut we'll just let it all play out and then you know what I'll grab 5 minutes with the CEO or I'll grab 10 minutes with my boss afterwards and we'll talk through this and we'll make it okay and and you know, it really comes down to if you want to overcome that, um, it's about making a mindset shift that to your point, Ed, is your value from being a C-level executive or on a board of directors comes from your ability to ask hard questions, to present um, opinions that might not be necessarily going with the group all, so long as you're serving the best interests of the organization. So you've got to make that mindset shift and determine to be there and be present and to have those moments of, of difficulty. And then secondly, to just practice. And the more that people do it, the more that they feel comfortable at it, the better that they get and the less of that emotive initial responses that they have.
0: We're going to pause in our conversation with Dave McEwen, and we ask you to join us next week as we hear Dave reflect further on words and phrases he thinks of when he thinks of bravery and begins to mirror some of the concepts in his new book, The Self-Evolved Leader, with the behavior of bravery. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week. And we hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work. We also welcome you to subscribe to our podcast at BeBraveAtWork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on CastBox, Overcast, Apple, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google, Spotify, Pandora. We are everywhere. Do you have something to say yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.